Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Romans chapter number 10 from verse 12 to 15. If you are there, let's read together. Are we there? Read from the New King James Version. Alright, let's read together once to go. Let's read it together. One to go. Yeah. Mm hmm. Let's watch it. Spirit of living God, we honor you, we give you thanks. Thank you because you are gracious and kind. Our hearts and our minds are open to receive your word. We thank you because we are impregnated with the possibilities of your word. We give you thanks and praise. Jesus, in your holy name, we do pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Now, I will start this teaching from where I started on Thursday which I know I did by the Spirit, was that um, I said on Thursday that many people do not know God. <laughs> they serve an unknown God. A God is like unknown gunmen. <laughs> Ungone, unknown. <laughs> you know, and there's that idea because, um, listen to this, if you are not setting about who God is to you, you will not be able to preach God to someone else. Now, the other thing is, um, if you truly find who God is, and you know Him, and He has been revealed to you, it becomes easier. The first step to um, sharing your faith with other people has been crossed. you understand what I'm saying? And so, my job today is actually primarily to bring the body of Christ back into the realities of who God is. Say this with me, I know my Father. I know my, father. my Father knows me. My father and He loves me. Loves Say it again, say I know my Father. Know my father. He's, a He's a good Father. My Father knows me. My father and He loves me. me. Now the first thing I want to teach this morning, or share briefly, is the fact that the enemy 
will bring points of doubts and um, what's the word? Yeah, doubts. Let me just put it here. Doubts. Concerning the nature, the love, the goodness, the heart of the Father to the believer. If you find a believer not praying like they should, or not sharing their faith like they should, they are beginning to get distracted. They are beginning to forget the goodness of God. One of the things that I did on Friday was to take you back to back from scripture to scripture to scripture of how God answered every prayer of the church in the book of Acts. Think about it. You see, today, many believers do believing as though it's a game of chance. There are things coming to my mind. I'm not going to say them. (laughs) You know, like it's a gamble. You know, this one will work, this one will not work. This one will work, this one will not work. And because you've been living your Christian life like that, like it's a gamble, you know, because you, you, are, you, are, you have gotten used to that disposition in your mind. So whenever you open your mouth to pray, many times it's not because you know God answers prayer, it's because you, you, it's a Christian thing to do. Let us pray. And when, when that prayer doesn't get answered, something in your mind is not outside. Something in your mind, yeah, I know. God is slow. Is that is. I don't know how many of you who have ever thought to yourself that I see, see these darkness people. Sharp, sharp. Even if you go to the poor blood, do this, do that. Boom. You just see, you, as, once you just get home, open your closet. African magic. You just see, you just see, you just see. Ah. But the Lord looks like, mm-mm. It's not slow. Doubt needs to come down. Do you understand what I'm saying? That temple of doubts that people have built over time needs to drop. I praise God. Can you hear me? So, and for doubts to be killed, you have to be reintroduced to who your father is. Praise God forevermore. So the first thing that attracts sharing our faith is confidence of who God is. Knowing who he is. Having a resolute assurance of the nature of your father. And I just want to show us this scripture. In the book of Matthew, chapter number 16 and verse 1, the Bible says, Then the Pharisees and the Sadducees came, and testing him, asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. Alright? They wanted to get a sign. He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Then he goes on to say, Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the times, the signs of times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. So, first scripture. Now, let's go to the next scripture, Matthew twelve thirty-six. Same thing. Matthew chapter number 12 and verse 36. Follow me. 
Make eye contact with God's word. Ensure that your mind is present in this teaching. Alright? Now, everything I'm going to say in today's service is very critical. Very important. Verse 36. But I say to you that every idle word that men speak, they will give account for. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. Then the scribes and the Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. Verse 39. But he answered and said to them, An evil and an adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except for the sign of the prophet Jonah. Verse 40. For as Jonah was in was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Verse 41. The men of Nineveh will rise up in judgment in this generation and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. Can you say a greater than Jonah is here? The queen of the south will rise up in judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed, what? A greater than Solomon is here. So let's begin to put this thing into perspective. So Jesus says, no sign is going to be given except the sign of Jonah. So the moment you hear, please pay attention to this, because there are many times that when God says something, alright, the body of Christ needs to pay attention to what he has said inside what he has said that he did not say. <laughs> I hear what I'm saying. So, for example, when he says the, the, no sign will be given except the sign of Jonah, for as Jonah was in the belly of the earth for three days and three nights, so shall the Son of Man all right, be in the belly of the fish, so shall the Son of Man be in the belly of the earth for three days and three nights. In other words, you're going to see the goodness of God in Him giving His Son, all right, and then His Son is going to die, His Son is going to be buried, and His Son is going to be risen again. And that is the sign that God is going to give to a generation that He is a good God. <laughs> so, um, God, show us a sign that you are good. No, I'm not going to show you any sign. I'm going to give you my best sign. I'm going to give you my son. You understand what I'm saying? Now, this is where I'm going. You want to know the heart of God? Death, burial, resurrection. You want to know what the Father is thinking? Death, burial, resurrection. So I have shown you my heart in that I have given you my son. Alright, so you shouldn't doubt my heart because I have given my son. So he says, hey, I want you to show me a sign that you're for me. Dead, burial, resurrection. I want you to show me a sign that you're with me. Dead, burial, resurrection. I want you to show me a sign that the year is going to be a great year. Because Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. If I give you any other sign, it can fluctuate. <laughs> things can happen to so change it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Alright? Those things are not constant. They are not cast in stone. God wants your faith to be rooted, not in things that shake. 
For the things that are resolute, things that are cast in stone. Can we say amen? Now, any other thing, any other thing, your height, your education. Have you heard of people who went with the same qualification, they didn't get the job? Hey, church, have you heard of that? So, a lot of things on the earth is variables. They are variables. They don't, they don't, you can't bank on them. You can't bank on the fact that because you have money, you're going to do well in business. You can't bank on the fact that... No, no, a lot of people have, have had money and they... <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Help my mouth today. Do you understand? They've had resources and they've wasted it. But if Christ has been made unto you wisdom from God, that is something you can trust. That is something that does not change. Are you getting what I'm saying? So God wants people, and that's the essence of what Jesus is saying here, God wants people to put their faith in something that is sure, than something that fluctuates like the dollar, or like the naira. You know, something that is up today, down tomorrow, you know, and we really cannot predict. Say this with me, Jesus died, He was buried, and He rose again. Now, look at this. Jesus is saying, you would ask for a sign. And I refuse to give you any sign. <laughs> Hello, brother. Including those who have died and rose up again. Look straight. They died. They went to hell. And then they saw somebody in hell because of Brazilian weed. Peruvian weed. Italian weed. When Jesus said... I am not going to... You are not hearing what I am saying this morning. They, are, they, are, they went to hell and they saw people in hell because of long nails. And they saw people in hell because they painted their lips. And I am just wondering, I am just looking at all of you. <laughs> I am just looking at all of you with red lips. Now do you know what you are playing with at all? <laughs> so just imagine. Now think about it for a minute. How, how... Now guess what? I, I don't blame those who say it. I blame those who fall for it. Because, I mean, something should tell you. And you know, guess what? Get, oh boy, this is so powerful what I'm about to say. Some people are here. They are wearing their weeds. They are wearing their trousers. They are wearing it, but they, inside their heart, there is a fear. Hmm. I've met them. No, 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 no. I'm not joking. I have met them. I have met them. You see? Hmm. You come, like for example, somebody, you go out to preach the gospel, somebody says, how can you come dressing like this? And then I ask her, but you're dressing the same way. He said, me, I know that God is not happy with it, but man, I don't know what to do. I just have to, I just have to wait. And I'm like, but they didn't tie it to you, like, come on, you weren't born with it, you don't have to. But you see, it's not enough for you to wear your Brazilian hair, wear your Peruvian hair, do all of those things. And I'm not just talking to the ladies, I'm talking to everybody. You know, it's not just enough for you to wear all of those things, but not be resolutely assured in your heart that you, you, I don't really understand. So, somewhere in your mind, if you stumble on somebody on Facebook who looks holy, she's talking with shaking voice. I know, you know, she, she looks, she looks interesting. And maybe, God help you, she does like if somebody falls. She does like, ah, she sees the Lord. She, in fact, she eats face to face with him. I won't give you any sign except that Jesus died, was buried, and was released. Listen to me. The sign that God is good to you is not that you pass your exam. Look, you can come in here 
But, and then somebody say, ah, the Lord is here, the Lord is here, the Lord is here. You know, hey, people, begin to walk. That is not the sign that the Lord is here. That is not the sign that the Lord is with you. You know why it is important for you to know? Because anybody can replicate that. <laughs> anybody can replicate a blind eye opening or a deaf ear being unstopped. Anybody can do that. Nobody can replicate. Jesus died. He was buried. And he rose again. I pray for you that your faith will be founded on things that can last. Amen. You understand that your faith will not be shaking. Okay, today you go out. As you are going out, a car splashes water on you. The Lord does not love me. Then tomorrow you go out. And as soon as you get out, you know, somebody stops a G-Wag. You know, and say, hello, where are you going? Are you going to, you know? And you say, oh, yes. And then they take you there for free. And then the person even says, it might be a lady, it might be a guy. It doesn't matter. The person even says, I'll wait for you and bring you back home. And I'll take you like that from Monday to Sunday. To work. Yeah, the Lord is good. How do we know the Lord is good? Come and see, come and see. Do you know that somebody has been going to work for free in free Mercedes? The Lord is good. So if that has not happened, the Lord is not good. <laughs> My dear, when you build your faith on something that does not shake, soon the things that other people are pursuing will begin to run after you. Say this with me, the Lord is good to me. Now, it's important that you hear this, that Jesus said, no other sign will be given. None. None. Except the sign of Jonah, which is symbolic of, Jesus even said it himself, just like Jonah was in the belly of the earth for three days, so shall the Son of Man, you know, and all of that, and shall be risen again. And that's the sign of God's goodness to you. Can we say amen? amen. Say this with me. The Lord is gracious and kind to me. How many of you want an assurance that is shakable? Hands up. How many of you want an assurance that does not shake? How many of you want an eternal kind of assurance? Hey, let me ask you. How do you want to be blessed this year? On the basis of your savings or on the basis, on the basis of what he has done? How do you want to be prospered this year? On the basis of, of your connections or on the basis of what Jesus has done? How do you want to, be, how do you want to walk in health? <laughs> well, I don't need to ask that question. You have the answer. On the basis of the health sector, huh? <laughs> on the basis of what Jesus has done. Now, brothers and sisters, what I'm saying is that you must carry this thing from one place. Some of you are strong in one area. You must carry it from one place and take it to every aspect of your life. Make it your basis for business. Make it your basis for relationship. Make it your basis for marriage. Make it your basis for everything. Say this with me. God is gracious and kind to me. Say it again. Say God is gracious and kind to me. Write it down. The love of God is not a romantic kind of love. It's not. God killed his son to save his enemies. Whilst we were his enemies. That is, we were the enemies of God. It says that we were aliens and foreigners. We were the enemies of God. We were not his friends. He did not die for his friends. 
So it's not a romantic, feel good kind of butterfly in my stomach kind of love. Do you understand what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's not the love that is blind. You understand? It's not the love that is blind. This love, she wrote where well. Sought in our mess. Sought in our failure. Sought in our weakness. And say, I want that one. That one, as, as, as she is like that, I want her. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So the love of God is not a romantic love. Okay? God killed his son to save his enemies. It is only when you understand God's love that you'll be able to give it. And that's why I'm starting with every... Listen, telling them starts with being sure. Amen. Okay. Let me put it like this. Benita, a good business opportunity comes for you. Great one. And then they say, just tell your brother that this thing is open for three people. They can be part of your family, but every month, every two months, you get like three M every two months. Just tell all they need to do is show up. <laughs> Sweetheart, tell me how. Oh, brother, sweetheart, tell me. <laughs> I, I imagine Benita entering the house like this. <laughs> she, oh, I, I want to be dramatic. You know, she will go and pull her brother. The story has changed. <laughs> the story of her life has changed. What happened? What happened? You don't understand. She will. She, she will she, do you understand what I'm saying? It's assurance that leads to declaration. It's assurance that leads to declaration. Do you understand? See, let me tell you. Listen to me, church. It's not goosebumps that leads to declaration. Do you hear me? It's not goosebumps. Ah! It's not feeling good. You know, let me tell you. If we followed your confession by the times that you feel good. Ah, great. Ah, ah. Let's say you just, some of you who are foodies, you just have one nice meal. Ah! Ah! You step it down with something. Ah! The Lord is God. But can you say the Lord is good in the face of an seemingly, in the face of a seemingly evil report, knowing that by your declaration you can change it? Are you hearing what I'm saying? This boldness in declaring the gospel starts from an assurance of the goodness of the Father. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's how it starts. And so the church must be deeply rooted and grounded in the goodness of God. I know that God heals. So even yesterday, I walked into a mall. I went to have a haircut. And then I walked into a store and then to ask a couple of things. And then when we were done, I asked the lady, I said, are you saved? Are you born again? And she said, yes, she is. I said, what church do you attend? She said, Catholic church. And she said it with a, with a look on her face, expecting me to condemn her. So I said, I oh, know, great church. I mean, <laughs> you know, I just, and so she relaxed. I said, oh, great church. That's really good. And then she got in my way. She looked at me and said, really? I said, yeah. What's wrong with that? What I'm after is what you believe. What do you believe? And then I began to, I said, do you believe that all your sins are forgiven? And I shared the gospel with her. You know? And then when I was done, I said, would you like me to pray? I like it. 
would you like me to pray for anything? She said, oh yeah, she's been having this headache for days. And you haven't gone. I said, oh, great. <laughs> you understand? Very great. You need to see my heart. I'm like, yes, I got you. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, and that, I said, did you ever go to the doctor? She said, she did, you know. And they said, it's her high, high blood pressure and all that. I said, and then I further explained to her how Jesus came to heal and all of that. You know, and I was just thinking about it whilst we were worshipping this morning. That sometimes pastors need, we need, you know, in that kind of situation, you know. I didn't have all the time to share with her, you know, open scripture. to sit down. Today, you will. You know, I didn't have all that time. See, today, you will, you will know today. <laughs> sit down, sit down, sit down. Open your Bible. She's at work, oh. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I'm telling you, you have to believe that this thing can pass quickly. Shut. Boom, boom, boom. Move. Put the bullet in. Go. And so I ministered healing to her. And I know in my heart. Remember, we've been teaching about knowing your father. Abby? Have you not been teaching about that? I know in my heart that she is healed. Do you hear me? I'm not thinking I know. Now look at all of you pretty people like this. Carrying power inside. And you don't want to tell anybody. Look at you. Do you know that by sharing your faith with someone, you can make somebody's day? When you understand God's love, you can give God's love. Now, you know, turn your Bibles to John 4.23. John 4.23. The book of John. I want us to read it together. The book of John, chapter number 4 and verse 23. Let's read it together. We want to go. Stop. The father seeketh what? Search to worship him. You, and remember that that's in the book of John. Okay? How many of you know that John is not the New Testament? Okay. How many of you know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is not the New Testament? Okay, let me say it again. So, I'll tell you why. Ah, a key, a key, brady. Ah, this is very good though. Okay, now, <laughs> they are looking at me. Now, listen to this. It is the Gospels. It has, to, it has to fall in the New Testament part, but it is the Gospels. Remember that scripture says that a testament, testament is simply will. A testament cannot be in effect until the testator dies. In the Gospels, the testator is alive. <laughs> so it is after he died, and was buried and rose again, that the New Testament starts. So, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, this is not my message. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is what we call the Gospels. Now, in the Gospels, the testator himself is still alive. How many of you know that Jesus, ah, this is no, anyway. How many of you know that Jesus played two roles in, in Scripture? He was a prophet of the law, and he was the savior of the world. 
prophet of the law to bring everybody to the place where they realize that they need the Savior. That's why when he said, um, they have said to you, do not look, sorry, do not commit adultery, right? But I say to you, he was talking like one sent from God. Like, you know, if you, if you read Ezekiel, judgment and doom, Abi. You read Jeremiah, judgment and doom, Abi. You read all of those guys, all these guys, judgment and doom, Jesus too. Let me tell you, as a prophet, he came to tell these people, you who have been watering this thing down, you have been bringing it to the level where you can keep it. And that we should not, we should not just commit adultery. I say to you, that if you as much as look with loss in your eyes, you have already committed it. And if your right hand will cut you, cause you to sin, do what? You think he was, he was telling them parables? No, it was a literal thing. And you see, that's why you know that many people who are against the preaching of grace, they are hypocrites. Because the last time I checked, their eyes still there. The last time I checked, their hand is still there. Jesus said, Jesus said, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. No, he didn't say, <laughs> he didn't say tie it. He didn't say tie it to your body. He said, cut it off. If your left eye will cause you to sin, pluck it out. Now, you remember the knowingly and unknowingly, consciously and unconsciously, all of them. <laughs> You're browsing, something that's possible, pull, ah! Cut it off, pluck it out. You know what, just look for knife, say, please, bring knife, oh. just cut it out. Well, you see, people are not cutting out anything. They are not plucking out anything. They are not cutting off anything. So really, really, you really want to tell me that your eyes have not caused you to sin. <laughs> so he made this. He, you see, they were, they were, you know, you see an average Jew. Ah, proud, arrogant, showing off, you know. I've kept the law. Jesus said, look at this guy. Come, come, come. Sit down in my service. Sit down. I'm teaching. This is what it means to be a follower of the law. So, what Jesus was doing in the Gospels was to bring the law in its purest form. That's why he was against the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You know why? Because they were hypocrites. They had watered down the thing to something that they can keep. So, he told them, stop doing that. Let me give you in its purest form. Hoping that when they know its purest form, they will run to the Savior. Because now he doubles as Savior too. They know you cannot help yourself. I can help you. I have kept it in its purest form. Say amen. amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, the gospel starts in the book of Acts. This is truth. Because the testator now is dead. He's been buried. Now the will comes to effect. After the testation died. Uh, let me know. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. So, why is this conversation important? Jesus came to bring the law to its purest form. And then present himself as the pure. That's why he said, I am the way. 
the truth and the life. What I will do in my death, burial, and resurrection, you won't need to see. So now, you and I don't have to cut off any eyes. We don't have to pluck out any hands. We don't have to do any of those things. You know why? Because I, I explained this briefly to that lady yesterday. We are standing in Christ, fully accepted as He is. I'll show you as we go on. There's, there, there were times when Paul was talking in his conversations, and he would tell the church in Corinth. He says, to the church at Corinth in Christ. Ah. Then he would talk to Thessalonica. He said, to the church at Thessalonica in Christ. Because you are at a location, but you are in Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are at Lagos, that's where you are at, but you are in Christ, that is your new location. So you are not in the environment, you are in Christ. Now guess what? It's what happens to Christ that happens to me, despite the environment. That's why Pastor Bolaji did not die. I'm in Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now let me tell you something. Believe this thing that I'm telling you. Believe what I'm telling you. Because the way the nation is going, you may not know what somebody has planned. Listen to me. You, I mean, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem like there is anything that you can really handle right now or anything that you can really, really have a grip on. But guess what? The believer is never at a disadvantage. We are in Christ. Glory to God forevermore. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say this with me. I'm in Christ. Christ. Say it again. Say I'm in Christ. Christ. Hallelujah. Say it one more time. Say I am in Christ. Christ. Now if you look at the Gospels with the mind of what I just taught you, you would realize why the conversations in the Gospels are the way they are. So Jesus is doing two things. Number one, he's bringing the law to its purest form. Number two, he's bringing it to its conclusive end. And then he's revealing himself as the cure. So he was very hard on, on these guys for trying to water the thing down. Because if they succeed, listen to me church, if they succeed in watering it down, people will think they don't need a savior. That's why he was hard on them. So that he, everybody can know, I came to do this that you could not do for yourself. I came to accomplish it for you. Lift up those hands wherever you are. And just say, Abba, I thank you. Now, Jesus is saying that in John 4 and verse 23, the Father is seeking such to worship Him. Now, let's look at Philippians. Philippians 3, 1 to 3. Let's read it together from verse 1. Aha, uh-huh. rejoice in the Lord. For me to write these things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Number two. Now look at verse three and read it out loud. Everybody together want to go. Hey, stop. Is the father still looking? He has found us. Glory to God. We are. The ones who worship. You know, that conversation. The Father. How many of you have been, that, that stuff has been used to torment you. The Father is seeking those who will worship you. Where is your spirit? Where is your truth? The Father is seeking such that you too. We bow down there. You start to roll on. Lord, now, this is spirit and in truth. And then people are asking themselves, what does it mean to be in spirit and in truth? Is it that I'm not distracted? You know, is it that I lift up holy hands? 
<laughs> to be in spirit is to be in Christ. Ah! Yes! 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 To be in the spirit is to be in Christ. Brothers and sisters, there's no, there's no altitude higher than being in Christ. You want to get to the height of your spirituality. Recognize that you're in Christ. Now let's, let's read that verse 3 together. I want to go. Verse 3. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. Re- rejoice in Christ Jesus. And we have no confidence in the flesh. The Father is no longer seeking such to worship Him in spirit. He has found us. We are in Christ. We worship God in the spirit. Let me tell you, if you are a believer in Jesus, every time you lift up your voice, you are in the Spirit. Oh, God. You know, some people think that the Spirit is when they say, Lord, now worship us to pass this heaven. This ceiling. And then, God, <laughs> I thank God our worship team is not like that here. You know, I've never seen them. I'm, I'm, some, somehow, I don't, I don't even know how it happened because I've never said it. I've never seen them say, worship now, worship, worship, worship. Worship now. Can't you, can't you worship? Worship. Look at how you are looking. Look at. So worship session becomes fight. <laughs> it becomes fight. Look at, look at, look at that one. Look at how she's just holding her hand. Can't you worship? Can't you worship? <laughs> Suddenly, the moment the believer opens her mouth, you are in the spirit. See, let me tell you, you are always in the spirit. Oh. Huh? Am I in a Presbyterian church across the road? I said you are always in the Spirit. No, you did not hear me. I said you are always in the Spirit. The Father is not seeking such to worship Him in the Spirit. You know, some people are locomotive machines. They want to, they want to enter. You understand? They want to enter the courts. So they start out from outside. Um, Lord, I want, you know, anytime you hear, Father, you are the Alpha, you are the Omega. You created all things. You are the first, you are the last. Just know they are whining themselves. They are, they, are, they, are, they are trying to get started. I told you how somebody told me. No, you don't just start praying. The Holy Ghost. You don't just start. You know, you, 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 you start. You be, thank you. You build it. You gather the momentum. And then, as you are going like that, as you are going, you will know when you have hit it. What is deception? You know, you know where you have hit it. At that time, you gush out. My dear, the last time I checked, I'm not a locomotive machine. I am always in the spirit. Because I put my faith in Christ Jesus. I do not put confidence in the flesh. We are the circumcision who worship Jesus in the who worship God in the spirit. Before Jesus died, the Father was looking for those to worship Him in the Spirit because they had to wear the... Uh, I'm going ahead of myself. I mean, you have to wear the right garment. Do you understand? So He was looking for... Now, He's no longer looking for... He has found us. Oh, you should rejoice in that. He has found us. Amen. Now, you might think that this, this does not make any sense until you begin to understand the benefits eh, of knowing who you are. The Bible says that now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit that is from God. Listen to this. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us of God. So brothers and sisters, there are things that God has freely given to you. It's important that you know this because you will not spend your life begging for things that are freely given. Many people are begging for power. Power has been given. 
Go out, you shall receive power after the word. What? Holy Ghost has what? Come upon you, and you shall be what? My witnesses. Alright? Have you received or not? Some people have, I love when NK just sing that song. Hey! Because while she was singing the song, me, I was singing, as they were singing the first part, me, I was singing, you've made me a vessel. You've made me an offering. Then she changed it. What did you change it to? I am, ah, I said, the, oh, the Lord bless this worship thing. Because, you see, it's a height of stupidity for people to be asking the Lord to make them what he has made them. Okay, I've shared this thing before. How long? How long are you going to be in that crippled place? Say, Lord, make me. Lord, use me. What day is it going to be? You're almost, you're almost 60. Which day is he now going to eventually use you? Lord, prepare me. Prepare me. Prepare me. Lord, 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 prepare me. I What is going on here? Scripture says that you are carriers of the living God. That God lives in you. He has made you His temple. You see those things, they, don't, they are not humble, they are, they are ignorant. You think of, you know, there are songs that you sing you to, for example, um, there's this one that, that is in Creating me a clean heart, oh Lord, and renew thy spirit within me. Cast me not, cast you not from your presence. Take not, take, take not your Holy Spirit from me. Take. <laughs> Restore. Unto me, the joy of my salvation. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the believer always has the right spirit. Always. If you, if you don't understand this thing, you will spend all your life trying to arrive. You will never arrive. All your life, you are begging God to use you. When God is saying, stand up now. Stand up and move. This sign shall follow them that believe, not those that beg. This sign shall follow them that believe, not those who beg. Sixty years you've been begging, Lord, use me. Lord, if you use me, if you use me, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you my first toe. <laughs> I'll give you my first. Some people even think that when God wanted to use them, He made them have an accident and they broke their toe. Then they were, they knew that God was speaking. He said, God wanted to, God wanted to use me, I wasn't answering. He wanted to use me, I wasn't answering. Then He took my son. <laughs> As soon as he took my son, I just knew, I knew, I said, Lord, now, oh, oh God, you are serving Babala, what you are serving me. What, see, listen, if Babala, you are serving Baal, you are not serving God. Then you go, then you go, then you go, say, Kabali, Italia. Me, I'm having fun. 
Then you go, but Job said, he gives and he takes away. Job. Job is your example. <laughs> yeah? Job is your he, he gives and takes away. He gives and takes away. What's wrong with me today? <laughs> something, something is going on. <laughs> he gives and takes away. Is Job that is your example, Job? Job. Job. <laughs> Job. <laughs> when the Bible says, I have, I, I have said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you, that you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I do not fear what any man can do. Hmm. If the Lord could take his spirit away from you, you are in trouble. You better go back home and thank the Lord that his spirit never leaves you. You are sealed. 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 <laughs> now let me tell you, you know what that means? I'm sealed. It means I'm sealed into the miraculous. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a fluke. How many of you you are playing video games, Mortal Kombat. I've used it before. Yeah, just, you don't know what to press. I just press them. I just press them. I just press them. I just press them. I just press pressing like that. Mortal Kombat. I just press them. Just see. How do we do that? Okay. Okay. Let's, uh, no, the things of the Spirit is not like that. So. I guess it's not guesswork. We are in Christ. We are the circumcision in Christ. We do not put confidence in the flesh. We worship God in the Spirit. I am always in the Spirit. Hey, brother, I'm always in the I don't enter the street. Let me enter the street. I'm always in the street. I'm always in the presence of the Lord. And the presence of the Lord is always upon me. But you have to be conscious about it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Lord is always with you. Say that. The Lord is always with me. Phil, do you say the Lord is with me when I enter the bar? Yes. He's not, he's not your, he's not, he's, he's, he, he doesn't think about what you've done, what you've not done. But the Lord is in me when I enter, I say yes. Are you a believer? Yes. I'm telling you, yes. That's the only hope that you will not enter there tomorrow. Yes, sir. Hey, I didn't hear you. You understand? You think he's like someone that you know. Now say, eh, so, so you've gone that far, go. I'm not following you again. No, he's with you. Because that's the hope for coming out. And brothers and sisters, no matter how dark it gets, we come out. You understand? No matter how deep it looks, we come out. That's the hope that we have in Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Ah, the spirit, they go bow. Eh, my brother. Sometimes he will... Okay, let me... Okay, if he doesn't enter the bar, and, I, and we need to preach the gospel in the bar, what happens? See them. <laughs> You say, you are on your own at this point. When you come back, I'll meet you. You know, David said, The Lord is my shepherd. Let's, let's, let's say that psalm together. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not... Uh-huh. 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 Lead me in but. Are you seeing where he's leading you to? For his what? Or I'll go to the next one. Who walked? Who walked? All the time he was leading you. Where was he leading you? Good places. When you decided to take a walk in your own mind, who walked? But what happened next? Where are we? 
If you are not convinced about this, there is nothing to say outside. When they sent us to go and preach outside, when I was 14, 15, they sent us. They said we should go and preach. I went out. I saw a guy drinking beer. I said, oh God, this beer will take you to hell. That's what they say we should tell you. <laughs> it will take you to hell. You are going to hell. Right now, open up your heart and receive Jesus. The guy said, open your shirt. <laughs> I said, no, no, your shirt, your heart. <laughs> how do you? How, how do you? <laughs> he said, open it. No, God is my witness. He said, open your shirt. They sent you with the message of condemnation. Look, no matter where a person is, it will never be good enough that they be condemned. No matter how dark it is. This is the too good to be true. And you have to be assured about it. You have to be assured about it. So I said it is a parasitic relationship that we have with Jesus. Write this down. The power of Christ, the power of Christ is experienced in our absolute dependence. The power of Christ is experienced in our absolute dependence. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 15. I, would, you know, I told you it's a two-part series. It's a two-part episode. 1 Corinthians 15, from verse 1 to 4. Hello, church. How many of you are being blessed? Hello, church. How many of you are being blessed? Alright, 1 Corinthians 15, from verse 1. We'll read it together. One to go. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast to the word which I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain. Let's read verse 3 out loud together. I want to go. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that uh-huh, died for our sins, according to what? Uh-huh. So Christ died, let's say it again, Christ died according to Scripture. He was buried according to Scripture. And He rose again according to Scripture. Now write this down, the message of the Gospel is relevant for every generation. The message of the Gospel. Some people might say, in this dispensation, in this generation, what is the Lord saying to us? I don't know if you have heard some people being that prophetic thing, you know, and they say, what is the Lord saying for this generation? That the gospel is for everybody. That the cross of Jesus is for everybody. And we say, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Let's look at Romans chapter number 1 and verse 4. Let's read together. Romans chapter number 1 and verse 4. Let's read together one to go. Stop. Declare, let's read again. Declare to be the Son of God uh-huh, with power according to the Spirit of holiness 
by the resurrection from the... So how did Jesus get his name Christ? By his resurrection. Christ is not a title that was given to him. First of all, Christ is not his surname. And then Christ is not a title that they just affix to his name. You know, just to make him relevant. No, he got that name Christ because he rose again from the dead. Say amen. amen. By the resurrection from the dead, that's how he got the name Christ. So, you know what Christ means? Christ is Christos. It means the anointed one and his anointing. Okay? So, how many of you know that Jesus is not the only Christ that exists now? Amen? So, you are Christ too. P.O.D., you have just blasphemed. No, I did not blaspheme. That's exactly why he came. That sons of men will be made sons of God with the same ability that God has. Say that with me. Sons of men will become sons of God with the same ability that God has. Say it again out loud. Say sons of men will become sons of God with the same ability that God has. You are Christos. Christos. See Christos. See Christos. See Christos. See Christos. See Christos. Look at Christos. Many Christoses. Look at Christos. Look at Christos right there. The anointed one and his anointing. It is not a borrowed anointing. He is his own. And so he can release it anywhere. You know, however he wants. And that's how you can release the anointing into every area of your life, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you this. Please, I beg you in God's name. Use this thing God has given you. Pray for the sick. You, you work somewhere. As you're doing your work, and you're doing your work, the wisdom of God flows through me right now in the name of Jesus. I'm doing this thing exceptionally well. The time has come, and now is when believers, and I'm saying this thing because you will see it happen. When believers, eh, see, let me tell you, we'll, we'll so demonstrate the power of God. <laughs> we also demonstrate the power of God. People, they will, they will not be able to doubt. No, I'm not talking about pastors. I'm saying believers. <laughs> they want to shoot you, you disappear. Just, just look straight. You know, you know, Philip was not Jesus. Philip took Philip transports. And arrived at another day, he's teleporting. And see, you see, if you keep believing, if you keep reading the Bible like it's a storybook, like you just put some things together. I showed you on, on Friday how that, um, I was showing you guys during prayer, how that all that was written, the book would not be able to contain. All that Jesus did, rather. If they wrote it down, the book would not be enough to contain. What I'm saying to you right now, brothers and sisters, is that you are the living Christ that people can... You are, you are moving around as Christ. They are not, I think you should be rejoicing at this. I'm not trying to walk you up. I'm telling you who you are. You are living Christ. You say, you are the Lord... That is your name. You will never share your glory with anyone. You will never share your glory with anyone. Did they teach you where? John 17. If you read as you are reading down, it said, the glory that you have given to me. This is Jesus talking. I have given to them. 
that may be that they may be one as we are one. In other words, that they be identified everywhere they go. Then you are saying, Lord, you will never share your glory. He has shared it already. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Do you understand? And that's our songs. That's why our songs must be filled with revelation of what Jesus has done. Can we say amen? amen. Can we say amen? amen? Praise God forevermore. So how did Jesus get the designation Christ? By the resurrection from the dead. We hear that word, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. So what made him Christ? Was his death, burial, and resurrection. How many more minutes do I have? Now let's look at Matthew 22. And that's where I will close for today. Matthew 22, from verse 10 to 13. You see, I'm sharing with you all the things that the world needs to know. These are the things that the world needs to know. Matthew 22 from verse 10 to 13. Now let's read together. One to go. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all who they found. Both bad and good. Both what? Both what? Okay. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. Verse 11. Now, now, pay attention to this. Bad people were caught. Good people were caught. But something was happening that you will soon find out. Let's continue reading. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. Stop. Plus the bad, plus the good, at the entrance before they entered, they gave them the clothes for the wedding. You hear me? Are you seeing what's happening? He said, this is the right outfit for my wedding. Let's continue reading. So he said to him, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. The man didn't know what to say. Continue. Then the king said to his servants, bind him hand and foot, take him away and cast him into what? Read now, for there will be what? Ah, this, this oh guy, you are very wicked, though. Because somebody is not wearing wedding garments. <laughs> you think it's wedding garments until you understand that we have been clothed with the robe of righteousness. So what Jesus was saying is that this guy came into this wedding and didn't collect clothes. He came in with the wrong kind of outfit. And that's why he is going to go to hell. You see it now? Okay, let's show you, let's show you two scriptures. So that we'll, we'll put everything right. Isaiah 61 and verse 10. I'm playing so much today. Don't worry, next week I promise I'll be serious. Isaiah 61 and verse 10. Next week I'll be very serious. Let's read it together. If you're there, want to go. Uh huh. Uh huh. What garment? Okay, read. And then he has what? Uh huh. Mm hmm. So, is it a coincidence that the two talking about wedding, the robe to wear 
for the wedding guest is the robe of righteousness. Whose righteousness? His righteousness. So if you now come, ah, let's read another one. Let's read another one. Ah, 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 this is good. Isaiah 64 and verse 6. Quick, 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 quick. Now I don't have time. I have to rush. Isaiah 64 and verse 6. Isaiah 64 and verse 6. One to go. Let's read together. One to go. All our righteousness is like what? Whose righteousness? Our righteousness is like what? Filthy rags. So, that man in that wedding was wearing his righteousness, which is what? Filthy rags. You don't wear filthy rags in my wedding. You don't wear filthy rags in my wedding. You wear my righteousness, which is your gift. It's a gift to you. You were giving the clothes at the door. And you didn't have to return it. Now you snuck in. Where you snuck in? Where do you come in from? You snuck in. Wearing something that looks filthy. Outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now we understand what takes people to hell. Their own righteousness. Not putting on garments. You see? Look at me everybody. Jenny, hear me. What takes people to hell hmm? is that they are wearing filthy garments. That filthy garment. Sorry, I'm going to be. I'm going to be. Um, I'm going to be graphic. All right, I'm sorry. All right, but it's it's really bad. Filthy garment. Filthy garment. So he was wearing a robe that is filthy. His own righteousness. Meanwhile, as you are coming at the door, they say, remove your righteousness. This is kingdom. Remove your righteousness at the door. Wear my righteousness, which is a gift. You don't, if it is a gift, you don't try to earn it. You don't try to impress for it. You don't try to do anything to perform for it. It's a gift and it's freely given and it's forever given. You put on the right garment. If you wear filthy rags, which means you're depending on your own righteousness, you're depending on your own goodness, you get to heaven and they ask you, how do you, how do you want to be received in here? You say, Lord, I, 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 you don't know me. I used to sit in front of church. You don't know me? I, I gave the most. You don't know me. Somebody went to God in prayer and said, Lord, I said this before here. He said, Lord, how is it that you have not given me admission into university? And I'm getting old. Don't you know I'm a virgin? Lord and that's how that's how believers that's how believers put the Lord under pressure unnecessary pressure what's that what has that got to do with anything Lord accept me because I've, I've done all the right things now brothers and sisters of course I can't stand here to tell you anything about that let your conscience talk to you. This is not that kind of service. But my point is that stop pressurizing God. It's for your benefit. It's not, don't pressurize Him. That's not the basis upon which He gives you anything. And that lady came out and said, 
You know, I know this girl. This girl, she's been very, very good. She's been very funny. She's been doing this, doing that, doing that. Now she's happily married with three kids. Me, I've been keeping myself, oh Lord. I've been keeping myself, oh Lord. But I've not even as much as giving me a husband. No, we move forward in life on the basis of what Jesus has done. And that's exactly why that lady has children and has a lovely home. Because she put her confidence in Jesus and not in... You know, you know when, when, you've been, when you've been pretty hit really bad. You know, he that, that um, um, is forgiven much, loves more. You understand? Those of you who come to church with, you know, have been so good. Me, it is two liters of blood that was used to cleanse me. But you see that girl. Ha! Men, even a fool's, <laughs> you say, give tank of blood, the blood of Jesus. No, 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 no. The measure for our being accepted into Christ was not how good or how bad, was how dead. We were dead in trespasses and sin. So me, I mean, never have, you know, I mean, I, 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 I hate alcohol, for example. Look, even if the devil has 15 horns, he cannot tempt me with alcohol. Do you understand? Because I hate it. But now, that doesn't mean that I should carry a shoulder and say I'm the best thing since sliced bread because I don't drink alcohol. Lord, you know, I, I don't drink alcohol. You will bless me because I don't drink alcohol. No. It is on the basis of what Jesus has done that you and I are accepted in the beloved. Can we say Amen. Brothers and sisters, this is what the world needs to hear. There's so much life in you, so much life in you, that you need to tell them. Now let's go to the last scripture. Romans 10. And we'll read it out loud. Romans 10. And verse 12. Say this with me, I'm wearing the right garment. Say it, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say it again, church. Say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am not righteous because of my own works. I am righteous because of the finished work. Glory to God forevermore. Alright, let's read Romans 10 and then we'll close here. Let's read together, one to go. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon Him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now verse 30, verse 14. Want to go? How shall, shall they call? In whom? Uh-huh. And how shall they believe in Him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher. So let's put it together. Believe, hear, preacher. Preacher, hear, believe. So, how will they believe in whom they have not heard? And how will they hear if there is no preacher? Let's read the last verse, verse 15. And how shall they preach? Except they be sent. So, brothers and sisters, look upon me. We are sending you into your world to go and tell people in your own words 
about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. If you believe it, if, if the Lord is who He is to you and you know it, go, people won't hear except you preach. We are sending you now. <laughs> Do you understand? Go into every man's world. Jesus sent you. He said, go into every man's world. And on Wednesday, I'll tell you how to go about it. That's the next part of this teaching. How to go about it. Praise God forevermore. For example, you go to a place where they are watching soccer. You don't say, all of you, stop this football now. Stop this football. What kind of... <laughs> the, things, the things Christians do is so funny. Come on, you know. <laughs> the kind of... <laughs> The kind of slap they'll give you. <laughs> if you go to a place where they are watching soccer, for example, connect with them on that level. Oh, who is playing? Oh, is this... Uh, and don't ask more questions. <laughs> but my point is, there's always something called the point of interest. You know, sometimes it might be that somebody is trying to carry something. Just offer a hand. You know, they want to put it on their head. You know, offer a hand. They want to do something. There's always a point of interest. Something that you would use to start a conversation that the person is interested in. So you're all watching soccer. Or you go to a place and then you see that um, ladies are gathered and they're making their hair. Start with hair. How much is this hair? Uh, this hair. You just start like that. You understand? And by the time you have initiated a reasonable, you know, kind of conversation with them and they have opened up a little to you. They are, they are now a lot more relaxed and you visit them. Praise God. And you share the gospel with them. Have you been blessed today? Yes. Hey church, have you been blessed today? Yes. Say this with me. The Lord is gracious and kind to me. Say it again. Say the Lord is gracious and kind to me. Say one more time. Say the Lord is gracious and kind to me. Rise to your feet, church. Thank you for engaging with us in this episode. We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello.blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprint Church and on Instagram at The Blueprint Church. Cheers.